Are you a woman who desires to level up your life and become the greatest version of yourself? If so, then this is the podcast for you. No one should be stopping you from becoming a badass, empowered woman. We want you to be mentally and physically resilient, capable of overcoming all obstacles and conquer your dreams. Unfortunately, though, we live in the dark about what's actually holding us back from achieving those desired outcomes. Even though what you'll hear is brutally honest, raw, and completely unfiltered, you need to know that we come from a place of love. You know what they say, tough love is real love. And we want to expose you to the hard truth so you can start actually living the life that you've always intended to live. This This is Wake Wake the the Fuck fuck Up with Anne-Marie and Justin. We're back. It's Sunday Funday, and we're going to talk about flies because the dog has inspired (laughs) us to talk about insects. Get the fly. Get the fly. He's a good boy. I know. So, <laughs> I got flies so, in my mind. Yeah, exactly. Shoe fly, don't bother me. <laughs> <laughs> so, episode 18, we are going to do on binge eating. Yeah, binge eating. So, this one I feel like is long overdue, especially with me and my story and everything like that. And I can't believe we haven't done this yet. But, um... Pretty much how this is going to go is this is going to be part one. I'm going to tell my story and explain to you guys kind of what I went through um, and everything like that as far as it goes for binge eating. And I know that there are a lot of women out there, and I know, Justin, you see this a lot right now, that are going through binge eating. And it, it's it's crazy because you wouldn't think – it's almost like it's become like an <coughs> epidemic, just like a norm that's – Happening in the in the fitness industry, right? Yeah, and I'll say one quick thing about this, not to deviate too far from the uh, <clears throat> the, the path here, but I think people self-diagnose and they don't really know, you know, what what kind of category they actually fall into. Whether it's really binge eating or it's just kind of like, yeah, I'm eating a lot today, but there's a stark difference. And and I think people don't actually have binge eating issues. For a lot of people, they just kind of classify it as, yeah, yeah. I've been eating problems. But eating more in a given day because you just decided to overrule your body signals and intuition does not indicate or imply that you have been eating problems, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we have to, we have to, you know, identify that and make that difference. But all right, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I totally agree. And, and in my case, you know, my binge eating was thankfully not even close to as bad as as a lot of of people's are right so we'll go ahead and dig into to my story and um everything as far as that and then Justin will kind of dig into stories that he has of his clients and and things that they've gone through because he deals with a lot of women with eating disorders too so Mm -hmm. my binge eating started um let me kind of give you a backstory. I was doing my first bikini competition. I In the past, I'd never had any other type of eating disorder thoughts, um, not eating, you know, anything like that. I never had any kind of issues with food, period. Um, so I grew up with my mom kind of teaching you to eat and teaching me to eat intuitively, you know, and and be mindful of your food and whatever. When you're hungry, you eat. And when you're not, you don't, right? You, it sounds like common sense. But, you know, a lot of people don't understand that <laughs> that that thing, you know. So, um, so, yeah, I did my first show ever. 
and I coached myself through it. And I got really, really low calorie. I think I got down to uh, like 800 calories or something a day was how, how low I was at. Um, and a lot of people are like, oh, that's not that bad. But really, when you actually think about how minimal like that is compared to what you actually should be eating, it's pretty disgusting. So I was doing that and I was doing a ton of cardio and pretty much fucking ruining myself like every other girl that's doing a show. And I went into the show. I was a cunt all the time. I had a horrible personality because I was tired and hungry, you know, and I just, I was mean to everyone around me. I just was, I was horrible. And that was because my body was like, hey, you're literally hangry 24-7 because you're starving yourself, right? It's like the fucking Mm -hmm. matter of the fact. And whatever, I did the show. After the show, I decided, okay, I wasn't able to celebrate my 21st birthday because I was on prep, so let's go to Vegas and celebrate my 21st birthday. So... Long story short, went to Vegas, got extreme edema, which we can talk more about post-show rebound and stuff like that as an episode too, but got extreme edema. Seriously, like my ankles were so fucking big. It it was so bad. So I ate and drank literally whatever I wanted when I was at Vegas and when I was in Vegas and I gained like 10 or 15 pounds literally in like six days from that. So I come home and I try to go back to normal, you know, and try to kind of get back on my quote unquote prep thing that I was doing originally, you know, and to kind of, I guess, I don't know what was going through my head. I was like, oh, I want to get back down to stage lean or get back, back leaner to how I was and all this stuff. And I was trying to literally go from eating the 2,000 whatever calories I was eating in Vegas back down to 800. So at this point, I'm completely fucking my body. Like, I'm confusing the shit out of my body. And I did it for like two or three days. And then I just, I was like, I can't, like, I can't do this diet thing anymore. And I would literally try to diet throughout the day. And I'm like, I can't do it, but I need to do it because I've gained you know, in my mentality at the time, I've gained 15 pounds. And in my mind, I'm like, holy shit. Like I have extreme body dysmorphia because I went from being working so hard to being stage lean to in a week later, literally fucking ruining everything I did. And I was just like freaking out because I'm like the, the body dysmorphia that came with that was was unreal. So I was trying to die back down. So during the day, I would hit hit all my macros and, you know, eat my food and whatever, you know, and do my thing. And then at night when I'm sitting on the couch, you know, after the day is done, after work is over and um, my boyfriend is home and we're sitting there like enjoying each other's time, whether it's we sit there and eat dinner together and then sit on the couch and watch a movie or whatever it may be. We're sitting on the couch and I'd be like, oh, I'm going to have, you know, one one Oreo or one whatever it is, one small bowl of ice cream or whatever it is. And then I would just sit there and literally and I, I remember it so vividly. I would just literally sit there and mindlessly eat. 
And it was just like I would eat dinner. And when we do dinner together and when it's like supposed to be like a special night or whatever, we'll have like a hefty dinner. Like it's like a steak, like an eight ounce steak with like mashed potatoes because those are his favorite and like some vegetable or whatever and literally a bottle of wine. So after the fact that I've just eaten uh, an eight ounce steak, probably uh, two cups of fucking mashed potatoes and a whole bottle of wine, I'm still sitting there eating and like literally shoving food in my mouth just mindlessly because my mindset at the time and, you know, I always ask a lot of girls that come to me with this issue. I'm like, what's going through your head when you're when you're binging? Like, what are you thinking of? Like, what's the first thing that's popping in your head? And if they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. I'm like, you're thinking of something. There's something you're thinking of, which is why you're continuing to do it, right? And so the thing that I just kept thinking is, oh, well, I have to go back to my diet tomorrow. So I'm going to eat as much food as I can right now because tomorrow I'm not going to be able to have it, right? So that was my mindset when I was binging. It's like, I can't have this tomorrow. And I'm I'm prohibiting myself and restricting myself mm-hmm. from having this tomorrow. So I have to eat as much of it right now as I possibly can. And I would sit there and literally <clears throat> eat a bowl of ice cream. I would start out, I remember this, it's the same fucking thing every time. I would eat a small bowl of ice cream. And then this is the worst because it was the same thing every time. So then not only was I binging, but it became like habitual. It was like a a habit to binge every single night and the same exact thing in the same order in the same amount until I felt like I was going to puke. So I would have this small bowl of ice cream. That's what it would start out as. And then I'd get up and I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm like, Drew, do you want anything? He's like, no, I'm good. And of course, because after I just ate fucking a bowl of ice cream and half of a cow and I'm still eating, I was like, oh, I'm going to get more. And I would get more ice cream, but in a bigger bowl and a bigger portion. And then I'd mindlessly eat all that while I'm watching whatever I'm watching. And then I'd go pop some popcorn and I'd eat a whole bag of popcorn. And then I'd look and literally I remember standing on the countertops like, up in like the highest part of the cabinet where I would hide these like cookies and sweets because if I didn't see them in my mind, they weren't there. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would stand up on the countertop and like, I'm like looking around to see like what I have left and I would grab the Oreos or I'd grab whatever I had that was from like my post show treats that I haven't dug into yet or whatever. Cause I don't buy that stuff. That stuff's not in my house. Like you look in my cabinets now that I think the worst thing in my cabinets is like corn chips, you know, so I don't buy that stuff. So the fact that that was even in my house just tells you off the bat, like I was in that mindset every time I went to the, the grocery store, like I need to get something I can binge on later. Like how bad is that when you are literally grocery shopping for your habit, Mm -hmm. like (laughs) you're grocery Mm -hmm. shopping and thinking, well, I know I'm going to want this later, so I need to figure out what I'm, I'm going to binge on. Right. And it was the same stuff every time. So <clears throat> I would do ice cream, two bowls, of ice cream, a whole bag of popcorn. I would eat a whole entire thing of Oreos, not just one or two Oreos, a whole thing, not a whole row, a whole fucking container of Oreos. Um, and then I would go up and I would pull out the peanut butter cause that would be the last thing that was even left. And I'd eat a whole fucking thing of peanut butter. And then I'm sitting there and I'm like, well, what else can I eat? What else can I eat? And th- that's just what I just kept thinking is what else do I want that I'm going to want and crave tomorrow that I can't have tomorrow that I, that I need to eat right now because I'm not going to be able to have it tomorrow. And I 
did that consecutively. And I think the biggest thing is that I didn't want to stop. I, n- there was never a time in my mind that I wanted to stop binging, mm. right? And I think it's because I felt comfort in it because it was almost like not only did it become a habit because I literally did that every single night for like two or three months. And luckily I was very active and still went to the gym. So like I was lifting heavy as shit and, you know, I'm like a fucking super surplus of calories. So I felt good as crap at the gym. Right. And I'm just like, I'm really repping out some, some, some weight. And like, I guess with that happening, like I probably only gained like maybe 10 ish pounds in that three months. But I mean, my in my mind, my body did need it now that I kind of look back. Not necessarily the binging, but it did need a surplus of calories. But because <coughs> I deprived it for so long. But I'm sitting here looking back, and I do this often, like looking back on things I've done or whatever. Not to necessarily regret them, because I don't regret it at all, because it was definitely a learning lesson and, and helped me grow and evolve into the person I am. But, you know... I look back and I never actually wanted to stop. And the only reason I even thought about stopping is when Drew literally looked at me one night and he was like, what are you doing? He was like, why do you keep doing this? He was like, you literally every single night do this to yourself and you bitch and complain and whine about how your stomach hurts so bad that you want to puke and you keep doing it. He's like, why are you doing that? He was like, I've never seen you do that before in my life. And that's when I just finally broke down and I was like, I literally looked at him and I was like, I have no idea why I'm doing this. Mm. And I had no clue because I wasn't pinpointing it. I wasn't acknowledging why I was actually doing it. I was just mindlessly doing it because it felt good at the time, right? And my mentality was, again, I can't have this tomorrow, so I'm going to eat this now, you know, and whatever it may be. And I was restricting myself so badly that I just, I wanted it. You know, I wanted the, I wanted the food, right? And so I finally, after one more night of binging, so he said that to me. And then the next day he wasn't home. He went, hung out with some friends. So not only was I binging that night, I was closet binging because no one was watching me. So I was really like on a fucking roll. Right. Because Mm. no one was there to judge me. So I was on a roll and I remember sitting there and like laying. It's it's so disgusting. And like when I think back on it, laying on my side, like literally rubbing my stomach, like so fucking distended, so disgusting. And I was literally rubbing my stomach and crying because that's how much pain I was in. I wanted to literally, it felt like I was going to puke. And I even, this is even the the worst part about it is that when I was sitting there crying, feeling like shit, my stomach is descended. I feel like I'm literally going to throw up. The first, the saddest part is the first thing that came through my mind was if I go make myself puke, I'll be able to eat more food. And that is when I knew it like switched in my head when I was like, if I throw it up, the calories don't count and then I can eat more food. Yeah. And then that's when I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? I was like, I've never had a thought like that before in my entire life. I've never gotten to the point where like that was borderline starting to create another disorder and making me bulimic. Right. 
binging and purging, yep. right? Yep. And I was when that flashed through my mind, I got so scared and I literally sat there and that was a breaking point for me when I literally sat there and I was like, I need to figure out how to fix this and I need to stop doing this before it uh, like I'm creating a monster, you know, like this is this is getting really bad. And I laid there and I was like literally looking at myself in the mirror, like talking to myself. It sounds crazy, but I was talking to myself, contemplating if I was going to make myself puke or not. And I was bawling my eyes out. And I literally looked at myself in the mirror and vocally said out loud, I never want to feel like this again. And from that second on, I decided to do as much research as humanly possible that I could on binge eating. Like, and I hadn't seen a doctor about it, but I, I acknowledged the problem and it was clearly fucking reoccurring because it was happening every single night, you know, for three whole months. And I, I was just done. I didn't want to feel like that anymore. I didn't want to be like that anymore. I didn't want Drew to, to look at me and judge me for what I was doing anymore. And it wasn't necessarily that he was judging me because he was disgusted with me. He was judging me because he was concerned for me, you know, and I was just like, I need to take care of myself and I need to really take a break from thinking that I'm going to do another show. Cause that was the thing is that I was trying to diet down to do another show and I was like, I need to take a break. I need to step back. Like, I need to make peace with food and just, like, live my life right now. Not even think about fitness. Just, like, 100% focus on just, you know, my mental health and my life as far as my relationship with food. So that's when I did my research. And I, after about... Two or three months after that, I literally completely stopped binging. I think in between, and uh, again, on part two, I'll, I'll explain kind of how I did it and how I coped with my binging, but I, I think it was about <clears throat> maybe three times within two or three months I started to binge, and then again, my coping mechanisms that I put into place kind of triggered on, and I was like, nope. And I just stopped, you know, so there was like two or three times in between like the two or three month period where I feel like when I was trying to heal that I, I kind of went back into the into the the habit again. I started it and then I realized it and then I stopped it again. Mm. So it really like and this goes down to if you really honestly 100 percent want to heal, I can say from experience it's it's hard it takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of control and a lot of like like mind control really being able to control your own mind and being able to say that <clears throat> you do and telling yourself you do have control over your choice and you have a choice to either give in to to your illness which is what it is as a mental illness at that point or you can you can decide that you're better than this right and that was that was the biggest, I think, shift that I made was that I have control over my, my choice, mm-hmm. right? So I had to decide if I was going to make the choice to give in or not to. And, you know, it sounds, it sounds like, oh, well, that's so easy, you know, like this and the other. But it, you never know until – but then again, it is a lot easier than people are making it out to be because you have – then you're not going to be able to make that mind mindset shift, 
right? Again, like we talked about accepting love through the pity, right? Mm-hmm. And through people pitying them for things going on in their life. That's you giving up that love and that attention, right? So, so you have to actually want to make the shift. The second that you actually agree to yourself that you're 100% committed to making that shift is when it's going to start flowing, right? But if you don't actually want to heal... It's not going to happen. Yeah, it's the same with any disease or anxiety problem people yeah. have. Yeah. They like being there. Yeah. Definitely. And so for you, I didn't, I don't think I actually knew this when you just said that about how you kind of just were stuck in the cycle, but you, you're okay with it. Yeah. Because you kind of, you expect what's going to happen. And it's kind of like a, <laughs> it's self destructive yet self rewarding at the same time. Yeah. Right. I didn't want to change. You know? I was okay with how I was, which is why I didn't change. Yeah. And I think, Aside from figuring out what the root causes for that, which was what, I guess, just post-show or food deprivation? You know, I think my biggest root cause or my biggest issue as a whole was that I was, well, number one, deprivation, right? I was fucking starving myself. But number two, I think the biggest issue was that I, again, had this mindset that I needed to consistently be dieting. And I think that I couldn't Mm -hmm. get out of the diet mindset yeah. I, I couldn't get out of my restricted diet mindset and then I thought in my mind in order to stay uh, a certain way and look a certain way I had to be on this restricted diet that I was on yep. so then it mind fucked me into saying okay <clears throat> well if that's the case then I need to eat as much now as I possibly can because see that a lot nowadays people will binge on the weekends and completely ruin everything they've done during the whole my diet stick to my diet and then on the weekend they're just like oh fuck it right you have a couple drinks and then you're fucking in limbo in your brain and you're like two pieces of pizza (laughs) so (laughs) i mean you know and it it goes hand in hand for stress and work and all that stuff but i honestly think that the biggest thing was that i thought i was in i was in diet mode 24 7 diet mode yeah that's that's what i assumed it was for you show food restriction stuff right you've just been deprived and then of course you're going to right it definitely weaves into you know other areas of your life too and this t- you know this is exactly what i mean about how binging is a result of much more than just dieting and i see this a lot with my clients now more than before actually when i think about it i think i think in the past years it was mostly you know they came from a shitty coach who crushed their metabolism and then they eat all these food, eat all these foods and yeah. can't stop. Um, and so it's not just post-show or chronic dieting, but for me, it's right now I see mostly stress, emotional eating, past issues and trauma, like I mentioned in the last episode, I think. And um, just like not handling emotions well. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing the most right now. It's not so much body image issues or um, unappreciation, although it is a thing, and it kind of can show up that way later. But, yeah, it, that's why it's so con- complex because everyone shows up differently. Um, yeah. But nonetheless, wh- even, even though if you figure out the cause, you still have to um, help them understand, well, how is this self-defeating? Why is it? What is it pulling you away from? the end result that you want and how is it impacting others? Because if people don't see that, then it really doesn't matter what the cause is. They're not going to change. And so for like one of my clients, like I, I think I mentioned before, she's got two kids. And so she knows that her behaviors are impacting them. So she, that's, that's her impetus for doing it. Yeah. You know, for sure. And we'll dig deeper 
on part two of like exactly how I coped and how he helps his his clients with the same issues cope. But do you have any specific client that you can think of to kind of like share their story, share kind of what they went through? And yeah, I mean, every client of mine is uh, usually a young woman that's like twenty. Uh, 20, 24, 5 age range, which is not uncommon. But yeah, her issue was not a, a body image thing necessarily. It became one because she was always like um, anxious and OCD type A. Those are the type of people that get caught in this binging problem yeah. for a lot. And, you know, food was an escape, obviously. She couldn't handle her, her workload or schoolwork as well. And there might have been some other factors as well. I can't remember, but, you know, pushed her in this binging direction. And then, then of course, you get unsettled with your body image as a result of what you're doing to yourself. And then yeah. turns into this sort of like self-loathing, you know, self-recrimination issue. And then, you know, then you have to, and this is how it kind of pans off into like this sort of like, uh, um, like the, the roots of a tree. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, then we got to deal with forgiveness and then we got to deal with like betrayal and like all these sort of different topics they talk about. And that's why it's not as simple as, okay, we just got to work on your mindset, reduce stress and shit. Like, no, yeah. it's all surface level, <laughs> you know, it all feeds into one another. And so for her, we had to really get her to, I mean, so the two basic, well, I should probably say this for the next episode. What did you want me to answer? <laughs> what was her story? Yeah, it was mostly an anxiety or over, uh, overcommitment type of thing, which is um, pretty common these days for people. But for her, it was food as a way to cope with that stress. Um, now, for others, it could be drugs. It could be alcohol. It could be porn, whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? It's it's really whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. But that was her um, way of getting self-gratification, you know, hedonism, all that stuff. Yeah. Right? Cool. Yeah, that about touches it. So kind of going through stories and going through the fact that, well, number one, you're not alone if you're listening to this and, and you are binging or you are bulimic or whatever it may be, anorexic, it doesn't matter, whatever kind of, of mentality that you have towards food or even if you just feel like you have a bad relationship with food, right? If you're listening to this, just know that you're not alone and there is a solution. Like it's not it's not the end. Like it's like, this does not define you. This is not something that you have to live with for the rest of your life because some doctor told you that, Oh, it just is what it is. Here's a meal plan. Right. Because that's what I'm seeing a lot of girls coming to me or talking to me about is that literally dietitians or doctors are just giving them meal plans and saying, eat this, do this. I get shit on a lot. I still do probably about this because you know, People think that you need to be a psychiatrist and RD to, in order to treat people or help people with binging, but it really—I am allowed to, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did get—I did go to school for this, but nonetheless, it's like it takes a team of people usually to help someone with this stuff. I've been fortunate enough where I've been solely able to do it on my own, but if I knew that they still need more help, of course you outsource that shit. That's the responsible thing to do. Right. So yeah, you might need a psychiatrist. You might need another professional to help with stuff and that's fine. But we, that's what we have to understand is that, um, if some person is not letting, is not helping you out then, um, or not meeting your incomplete needs, then, then it's okay to find some other help. But yeah, Anna was a good example because she done, 
she had done a lot of what people do, saw an RD, saw these other doctors or whatever, and they she got nothing, like just a meal plan. It's like, that's the, exactly the point. It's not a macro problem. You can't just be like, okay, like change your diet around and eat less. Yeah. It doesn't, you know, like. Makes it worse. Yeah. So that's what, um, and she actually told me, like I helped her more than any of those people she saw. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know what to expect out of this, but um, I should say quickly though that, you know, for me, I didn't, uh, purposely fall into this. Like I decided to help people with it because it was a growing problem. You know, when you get applications from people, I literally have screenshots of all these applications over the past three or four years I've taken to show like I had this coach, I dieted, I did this. Now I have binge eating. I have these, I mean, anorexia, whatever. I mean, that's my evidence. So, um, eventually I'm gonna have this book come out. That's all about you know about it, the book that's been on the back burner for the past year and a half that I got to finish yep. writing. But it's it really is about how um, the fitness industry is breeding eating disorders and disordered eating. Sure. And I talk about this, um, you know, the, with the coaches, but also the the kind of um, progression of binge eating and food um, relationships and how that is really uh, correlated. Yeah, and really what what happens and why it happens and. And it's it's really now that I've put it off for so long, I've actually thought of more things that we've to tie into it, mostly with what we're just talking about, how there are other causes for binging aside from just dieting. Um so there's a lot to say about it, but um Yeah, that's all. So anyway, there is an article that I wrote last year, last May, I believe. It's on my website, nutritionmax.fit. This article that I wrote though is basically uh, prelude to this book in a way. It's a, it's really long. It's got a lot of evidence and studies showing like, you know, how all these motions, how, you know, body dysmorphia, you know, all these sort of societal problems we have funnel us into binging and why that is. And, um, just kind of my take on it, but anyway, it's, it's pretty long. So if you want to gain more insight into this, I would go check that out. Cool. All right, well, stay tuned for part two to kind of see where we stand as far as it goes for, for tackling this and, you know, coping with us. Cool. All right, guys, catch you next time, part two.